Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. I am hoping that everyone who is listening now, has listened before, has read Selena Resvani's book, Quick Confidence, Be Authentic, Create Connections, and Make Bold Bets on Yourself. If you haven't, you will definitely want to after today's podcast. Welcome back, Selena. I want to say welcome to your podcast home. Welcome back. Oh, thank you so much, Joanne. It's awesome to be with you. So today, I want us to talk about two important topics, and I want to jump right into them. They are imposter syndrome and power dynamics. You cover those in quick confidence, and that's what I want to focus on. So let's start with imposter syndrome. There's a million different definitions and different notions of it. How do you define imposter syndrome? Mm. This is such a difficult one to deal with, but I think it's this persistent inability to believe that your success is deserved Mm. or legitimate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in some way. And, and, And that's really corrosive when it's a constant voice in our head saying, uh, I think you got invited to this event by mistake. Mm-hmm. I think you got accepted to that college as a fluke. Yeah. Or I got promoted just because there was nobody else. Those exactly. kinds of really terrible messages. Yeah. So how does a person recognize this? Because lots of times we're stuck in our heads, stuck in our self-talk and don't realize it. So how do they know that it's there and that it's holding them back? Yeah, I I think one thing that's made a huge difference in my own life is, and with my clients, is to expect it. Mm. I sometimes think we fight imposter syndrome or even try to banish it, you know, and and I don't find that that works as well. I think we we need to accept that a well-lived life where we're taking daring steps forward and we're challenging ourselves, the learning's going to be messy. Mm-hmm. We're going to be shaking in our boots sometimes about what we just signed ourselves up for. We're going to feel uh, questioning at times, you know, of our own abilities and, and wonder if we have what it takes So I actually think of this as something not necessarily to embrace, but to accept that you're going to have moments of imposter thoughts, right? And and I think the key is to coach yourself through those, to say things like to affirm yourself. You know what? I can do hard things. Mm -hmm. You know what? I 400% belong in this room. You know what? If I make a wrong turn, I can write myself. 
Yeah, you know, it's not so, the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. And so I'm not as big a fan of, of mantras that are kind of very general platitudes, but more mantras that specifically speak to your insecurity or your imposter thought. I think those can be really helpful said as affirmations to kind of back ourselves. Mm -hmm. Can you give an example? Uh, sure. So uh, one of them would be, let's say we were worried about failing mm -hmm. at something. Uh, I'm interviewing for a job and they've asked me to give a presentation as part of the job interview. You know, we might be thinking, what if I screw up? What if I screw up? What if I tank this opportunity? One affirmation we could say to ourselves is, hey, I'm either going to win or I'm going to learn. Mm -hmm. Almost that there is no failure. Right. I love I'm that. I'm either going to win or I'm going to learn. Or kind both. Of, that's right. It's going to um, you know, change the equation and the properties we're dealing with from totally black and white, failure bound to something completely different and a little bit more productive. Yes, yes, yes. And also kinder. It's kinder to the self. Yeah, it, it and, shows and, some self-compassion. That's a beautiful reminder, Joanne. And you're right. And, and I would even say more accurate. Yes. Because, you know, when you think about it, rarely is something all bad or all perfection. Right. You know, right. so I, I think when we are doing the gloom and doom thing, oh, I utterly tanked it in that interview. Oh, I stank at that. You know, rarely is that true. So yeah. it's often the more accurate gauge to bring mm -hmm. that balanced feedback. That's and I think that balanced feedback is critical. I think that sometimes the imposter syndrome is fed by the feedback that we give ourselves by focusing on what went wrong, by focusing on so-and-so does it better, or, you know, holding people in hero status. I think that those things really keep that syndrome going, really do. Oh, comparisonitis. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Don't catch it. Oh, <laughs> right? uh, no. What is it, Desiderata, that, that, that poem that talks about there's always going to be someone greater than you and someone lesser. So just be at peace with where you are. I believe that. I absolutely so, believe And that. focus on your own betterment and evolution. Right. Because again, it's not accurate that, that this is not the Olympics where mm -hmm. one winner is going to emerge and get the gold. Right. And we're all in swim lanes against each other. That's a ridiculous way to look at career progression, um, dream goals, all kinds of things. Right. We're right. On really different paths. And so compare yourself to where you were a year from now. I love that. I love that. Think about your own journey. And that's the only comparison that there should yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned that I want to talk about power and power dynamics. First things first, when some people hear the word power, they think power is a negative thing. I don't agree with that. Um, I think that powerless people or people who perceive themselves as powerless see power negatively. I, I just think power is a thing and it's how we use it that gives it form. What do you think? 
I think it's a beautiful thing. And I have always had a slight obsession <laughs> with <laughs> women in particular who were at ease in their power. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of women have been conditioned, myself included, or picked up cues to be ambivalent about power, right? Because many biases exist that show women are less likable when they're powerful or they're perceived as capable um, or, or, you know, executive level. So I think there's a lot of good reasons that if, if women, certain women have felt ambivalent about power, uh, lots of decades of research that back that up, that, you know, you're not always praised for being in that position of power. Sometimes you're dinged and you face blowback. I really see it as, as being at ease mm -hmm. with your own life force, not apologizing, you know, for your voice, um, for your ideas, for your willingness to speak up or stand up for something. I think it's a beautiful thing. And, and, uh, I think one of the biggest confidence questions I get from people, this is something I address a lot in my book, Quick Confidence, is what to do when you feel your own power shaken mm -hmm. by someone else, somebody maybe you're intimidated by or perceive as being more powerful. That's interesting um, because there are scales and hierarchies of power. And there are also times when people have a power deficit where they really don't have a lot of power. Mm -hmm. So what do you suggest? How do we rebalance the scales or build power when there's a power deficit? Yeah, I think it's really important that we not see ourselves as the lesser player. Even if we are talking to the queen of Sheba, right? <laughs> to, um, you know, the president of the United States, there is a way where you can interact with the person, not the power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can respect a person and their level or position without making yourself small. Yeah. And I can't tell you how important I believe that message is, particularly for the under entitled. So not somebody who maybe is out there roaring, making their presence felt, but that person who's not feeling really entitled, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to their voice or to speak up and say, Hey, I disagree everyone with what you're, what you're proposing. So uh, again, you can be respectful of the person and very hard dogged about the problem. Mm -hmm. Those things can coexist. So I think it's really important we not give up all our power, no matter who we're talking to, whether we're asking uh, someone two levels above us for a raise and a promotion, or we're pitching to a, a impressive venture capital firm. Yeah. We yeah. can still speak peer to peer. To peer. That I think is so important to see ourselves as a peer. A very funny thing happened um, in my life. I just started teaching Sunday school at my church mm -hmm. three weeks ago, and I co-teach with a, a woman that I adore, Sister Perry. And <laughs> so our first Sunday school class that we taught, all of the 
the pastor, the assistant pastor, the associate pastor, they all came to Sunday school. And Sister Perry said to me afterwards, well, who knew they were coming? She says, that really made me nervous. And I was like, I don't consider myself overly confident, but I'm like, Sister Perry, who cares? They don't have any more Jesus than we do. We're all at the same place. We're all, you know, he sees us the same through his eyes. We had such a good laugh about that because here I am thinking that she is like the most confident because she's a phenomenal Sunday school teacher. Phenomenal. And I'm thinking that she's walking in all this confidence and she's like, huh, no. And it was so good for me to realize that everyone in some area of their life has a little confidence shakeup. So that was, uh-huh. that was a good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And look, some of this is founded. Sometimes we're going to be talking to somebody where there is something called information asymmetry. Mm-hmm. They know a lot more or they have a lot more understanding of the facts or they may know the rules and precedents about something uh, far more than we do. And, and so that can ratchet up our intimidation. Sometimes our perceived sense of their stature or experience, yes. like sounds like what happened to you, yes, ratchet up our intimidation and maybe make us walk into something feeling smaller. Sometimes makes us psych ourselves out. Yes, yes, our full power and authority to the situation. And that goes back to when you were talking about affirmations and the things that we tell ourselves that prepare us for dealing with other people. I I believe that what you said related to that relates to how do we deal with it when there is a power differential and what is the self-talk that goes on. And also, I I think it's important to understand that it's not just me. You know, when Sister Perry said that, I was like, well, good Lord, if you know, she's like really studies her Bible and lives in it. Mm-hmm. If she could feel like this, everybody can feel like anybody could feel like this. Um, yeah, and and you you just said it. You just really put your finger on it. And and I encourage people as a mindset type exercise if they're feeling small in power next to somebody else to do this exercise called just like me. Explain that. So, so let's let's make up a scenario. Let's say you work somewhere. There's a senior vice president who makes you feel intimidated, mm-hmm. and you're feeling a little concerned about interacting with that person. Um, you could try this just like me exercise, and the idea is to come up with some commonalities that maybe you both truly experience. You could say things like. This person has probably tried to make a good first impression, just like me. Just like me. Mm -hmm. This person has probably needed to summon courage at some point in their life, just like me. You know, this person has probably had an awful day where they wanted to hide under their covers and eat cookies, right? Just like Like me. me. Mm -hmm. And and there's some real power in, again, remembering this is a person first, no Mm -hmm. matter how I built them up, or maybe no matter how they project themselves to the world. um, You know, 
this this is a person in the end. Uh, one other thing that uh, I recommend people do that kind of takes just like me even a step further, and this is great if you're really intimidated by a person, and it's to use comic visualization. <laughs> Uh -huh. So if I'm feeling all the fear factor about that one particular person, uh, maybe I have to introduce a really big, big wig um, and, and stand at a podium and do that. It's making me nervous. Maybe I'm picturing that person doing ballet you know, in, in a Batman costume. Okay. Yeah. Um, have fun with it. Run with it. Think of different scenarios that can just lighten and yeah. a little levity to this this uh fear that sometimes we're holding with the death grip yeah i remember when i first started um speaking someone said just imagine your audience everybody's in their underwear and that does uh sometimes it's kind of a scary thought when you look at some <laughs> it's a little tmi yeah. in some cases but it does loosen you up doesn't yes. it yes it does it really does <laughs> Oh, dear. Are there other things we need to remember about power? I love that you said it's beautiful. Any other tidbits about power? Oh, one thing is if somebody is uh, maybe very domineering, maybe intimidating on purpose, you know, mm -hmm. it's not an accident they're perceived that way. You know, they may model themselves that way. Don't let them over talk. It can yes. be easy to kind of uh, shrink in the face of a huge presence, um, but build off that last comment they made. Um, you know, just because maybe you are might be slightly softer spoken, maybe you're a little more introverted, maybe you're not quite as a booming a presence as them. Um, still, share the air. Don't let them completely take over. Get in there and make your voice heard, make your point heard. You know, I think the overall advice I have about power, because I have seen this time and again, Joanne, and I bet you have seen it with your clients. So often people will say things to me like, I need one more degree to be ready. Yeah. I need, yeah. I need a little more experience here before I can go for it. Um, he he's ready. He's got the right background. Me, I'm not so sure I have the right background for that. And so my advice would be don't overestimate what everyone else can do and underestimate what you can do. You can do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important. I tell people this, if you're, if you're going after a job and you look at the requirements, I say, if you have 60% of the requirements, you should apply. Yes. And you should apply for a couple of reasons. One, because it gets your name in front of people who make those decisions. Two, I believe that it helps a person feel like, yeah, I got a lot of this already. Um, so I just say, look, go for it. And you know, you, you know that the answer is no, if you never apply, but you don't know what the answer will be if you do. Yes, I love your message. And I couldn't agree more. I feel lucky to have gotten some job opportunities that were not 10 out of 10 fits. Exactly. And ended up being great, great opportunities or learning. 
Um, I think of one in particular that was the case about. So yes, this is the best opportunity for creative thinking, Mm -hmm. for negotiating, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe negotiating that, okay, maybe there are some gaps. What's a plan that could fill in the gaps? gaps. Yep. Yeah. Or how might you compensate with the amazing strengths? Exactly. Yes. So uh, that's a beautiful way to harness your power. Yeah. And leveraging the strengths really does build confidence. I, I believe that when we can know that we have them and then leverage them, you can't help but to feel more powerful. You can't. I, I agree with you. And I think the key is, though, no one's going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to pour into your strengths and invest in them like you can. Exactly. So I say get a, a, a understanding, identify one or two of your strengths and then nurture them like a baby. Yeah. Love yes. and, and really pour into them and they will become superpowers. Yeah, I absolutely agree. 100%. I am so grateful that you came back to share more of your insights, truly considerable insights on power on confidence on all of the things that enable us to soar so thank you for doing that thank you for being a part of the smuggle speaks podcast channel again oh my pleasure joanne it's awesome talking to you now if people want to connect with you i know that you are very strong on social media i admire that about you tell them how they can connect with you and remind us the titles of your books i love pushback and where we can find them Yeah, sure. So I create leadership content, new content five days a week on TikTok, Instagram. I share it on LinkedIn. Please check check my presence out. Communicate with me. Give me your feedback. My handles are at Selena Resvani. And my new book is Quick Confidence. You can find it at Amazon, anywhere books are sold. And I also wrote the books Pushback and The Next Generation of Women Leaders. And last but not least, you can find me at my website, selinaresvani.com. Thank you. And thank you for all of the contributions that you make to women and to leaders in business. I think that your work is powerful. I think it's impactful. And I love the fact that it is substantive. So thank you for those contributions. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you, too, for your mentorship and your friendship. Stay well. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.